Hey friends, welcome to the Confetti Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hinshaw. I believe that picture books open the magic for all readers. Today, open your heart and let all the book feels in. It's going to be so much fun. Let's open the magic. Hey friend. Oh my gosh. So I don't know about you, but I am loving all graphic t-shirts, graphic sweatshirts. And hey, did you know I actually have one for Open the Magic or Picture Books for My Jam? I pretty much live in my pink one all fall and winter. And I'd love for you to get on the train with me. So all you have to do is pop over to my Magic Wear shop and you can get there by typing in bit.ly backslash capital R capital R Magic Wear. Again, that is B-I-T dot L-Y backslash capital R, capital R, MagicWare. Let's open the magic together while being stylish. Yay! Hello and welcome to another episode of Confetti Moments. Today I have Montana Riley from Teaching and Uplifting, and we are going to talk all things classroom library and creative design. So welcome, Montana. Why don't you tell my guests a little bit about yourself? Hi, um, so I am originally from a small town outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, and I am in my fourth year of teaching. Um, I've been married for two years, and I have a pet cat named Ollie that I'm obsessed with, and I love all things, you know, graphic design, organization, and picture books, of course. So really, you're like the tried and true teacher. (laughs) I feel like every teacher is all about, you know, organization and all the things. What grade do you teach? I teach fourth grade. Yes. So all our upper grade teachers listening, make sure you're paying real great attention to all the things that Montana is going to share with us today. So as you all know, my uh, podcast is a lot about books, but like I said earlier, we are going to dive deep into design as well today, but let's start it off with everything I love to talk about, which is picture books. So why do you think picture books are so important? You know, picture books are such a big part of my classroom because As a reading and writing teacher, I want my students, you know, at the end of the year to absolutely love reading and picture books are one of the best ways to do that because they make it fun. You know, with illustrations and the drawings, it really um, brings reading to life and really brings that magic that reading is. And um, I try my best to use picture books every day, excuse me, every day if I can. Um, And another reason I really love picture books, you know, is The illustrations that bring reading to life, they also help those struggling readers to still understand what's going on in the story. Um, And they can just be used for everything. You know, I use them to build classroom community, to build leaders, to teach, you know, important themes like kindness and acceptance and bravery. You know, I just, they can be used for everything. And that's one of the things I love most about them. I love that. Now, y'all, I usually let my guests see my questions ahead of time, but I want to ask one that I did not share with you, but I think you're going to be fine with it. I just, I've had so many people say like, oh my gosh, you use picture books in the upper grade classroom, or I'm moving to upper grade and like, I don't know if I should. Can you give any advice to new teachers or old teachers or any teacher about the importance of using picture books, especially in an upper grade classroom? Absolutely. You know, I love a good novel study or reading a chapter book and really taking time to read a chapter every day. But a picture book, it's just it's different. It brings a different sort of magic with the illustrations and the simplicity of the picture book. And 
even though they're older kids, they're still kids, you know, they still love to be read to and they love seeing expression and really just that high energy that a picture book can bring. Um, and like I said, I use it to teach everything, especially in the be beginning of the year. I think picture books can be one of the best ways to really bring your class together and it can initiate those um, conversations that older kids can have. Um, and I'll get into that more later, but it really can um, teach kids all different lessons and ha have those older kids have, um, you know, intense conversations. I love that. Okay. Now another question I'm going to put you on the spot with. <laughs> okay. If you had to think of one picture book going back to school that you're like, I have to read to my kids because it is just going to be the best back to school picture book. Can you just think of one off the top of your head right now? Oh, easily. Every year I read each kindness. Each kindness <gasps> is <laughs> just one of my absolute favorites. And my kids love it. Even, you know, in fourth grade, my kids come to me and they're like, I've already read this, read this book, Miss Riley. And I'm like, I don't care. Like this book is so amazing. You could hear it every day and it's just so good. And it teaches kids to be kind to each other, be kind to those new kids and accept others for who they are and, you know, make people feel included as much as possible. I 100% agree. And I think the ending is so powerful, especially because most picture books and most like stories are like, have happy ever after. And this one's not. Oh my and gosh. Yes. So I think that's like such a great learning moment for kids. Um, I love how you say you can read it over and over. I 100% agree with you. And there's those books that you can do that. I feel there's other books like I, I, the book, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on it? But first aid jitters, like it's such yes. a good book. But like the kids here year after year after year. So like, I hate to break it to y'all teachers, but like the kids know the end. <laughs> no, exactly. Not all, but as you get into upper grades, a lot of kids have heard it. So, but each kindness is definitely a book you could read a thousand times and get something new out of it every day. So speaking of reading, what were you like as a reader growing up? You know, when I think back to elementary school, I of course remember the times of like recess and lunch and spending time with my friends, but specifically my earliest memories as a reader is wanting to go to my classroom library and sitting you know like being the first one to get the beanbag chair being the first one to get like the cozy spots just so that I could like snuggle up with my Junie B Jones book or my babysitters club book and just like have time to myself um and that will always be like one of my favorite memories and I think is one of the reasons why I love reading today is just like, it's that me time. It's time for me to, you know, just take time to myself and enjoy a good book and kind of get lost in it. I love that. Did you watch the Babysitter's Club on Netflix yet? Oh, you already know I did. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so good. So, so good. And I think that's something that I've taken through this quarantine experience is I have read so much. I've read more adult books than I think I have in my life. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I really like even adult books too. Because usually I yep. read a lot of picture books. Um, <laughs> and reading is seriously, it's it really, it does something for your heart, for your mind, for your soul. And I think that's why I'm so a proponent of picture books because I feel like right now they're what we all need. They mm -hmm. are, and I, I, I can even hear it in my voice, like I'm getting so passionate about it, but I feel like that's what all parents, like they need lists right now of books that they can use to help their kids like navigate what is going on. And obviously we don't have a book yet out about like 
social distancing or a mask or whatever, mm-hmm. but right. there's other elements and other themes that you can use to explain that to your kids. So, Absolutely. all right. One thing I, so I don't know if you all, you all need to follow Montana. First of all, if you're not like, you need to stop <laughs> for like, press pause, go to Instagram, follow her, <laughs> come back. But y'all her classroom library is like gorgeous. Like I love it. I want, I want it in my room. So Montana, tell us a little bit about how, and you can say pre-COVID and post-COVID because you know it's going to look a little bit differently. Um, Right. How do you implement your class library? What is your design theme that you went with? Like, tell me all the things. Oh my gosh. I could talk about this for so long because um, now that I'm in my fourth year, I will say it took me until this past year to really get my library where I wanted it to be. You know, my first years of teaching, sadly, I'm just going to be honest, it was not my priority was having like an organized, welcoming classroom library. And that is something like I do regret. But, you know, at that time, I had to do what I had to do to stay alive as a first year teacher. I'm Um, going to interrupt you. And I normally don't do this. But I want every new teacher who's listening to listen to Montana because your first year is not going to be your fourth year. Your fourth year is not going to be your 12th year. Every year it gets better and you don't need your room to look like maybe what you see on Instagram or whatever your first year, your first year's priority is to survive. Okay, go on. Oh my gosh. And that just makes me think of like, I'm going to go and post on Instagram soon, like a before and after, just like my first year library. I had bins that had no labels on them. It was literally books shoved in bins not organized and I had a teacher assistant that would come in my room every day and say Montana let me organize this for you and I was like wait I I will get there I have a vision I just can't do it yet because I'm a first-year teacher and I'm not ready anyways so now my now that I'm finally here I have what I like to call my dream classroom library that I've been wanting and I can truly say it's like the heart of our room every kid that I ask what's our what's your favorite part of our classroom it's always the classroom library and it's organized it's colorful but it's just welcoming and there's always new books on display and not only am I putting the books on display but I make it my students um I like to give them jobs and they like to have jobs and take responsibility for our library. So they like to put books on display. I even had a student this year that was like, can I change out the book displays? I'm like, yes, girl, absolutely. Please do. Um, Because they are going to listen to me, but they're also more likely to listen to their peers, you know? Yes. So I want, I want my kids to take responsibility in that. And so one thing that I'm really passionate about is like in the very beginning of the year, I think it's so important to like take time to go over, you know, procedures and expectations and things but I want them to take ownership of our library understand how it's organized um, and just like take the time to understand how special it is and how magical it is and I think that's the first step of like understanding how important reading is is like I want my library to be so welcoming that like my kids just gravitate towards it and I think I'm finally at that point where like kids are just going over there to browse and to look through books and that's the first step of like getting them to love reading is just like to be interested in it and to check it out and like find that love by exploring books and stories. So like, that's why I wanted my library to just be like the focal point of my room. And my room is tiny. Like if people follow me on Instagram, they'll see my stories and YouTube videos and stuff. My room is so little. It's in a portable trailer, but I wanted that room to be as magical as possible um, just so that they can, you know, get interested in reading. Cause every year I have kids come to me and they're like, Mm, yeah, I'm not a big reader. I don't like reading. And I'm like, well, we're going to fix that. <laughs> right. Um, and, I, and that's always my goal. I think it's important to, for 
newer teachers or whoever listening knows that you can build a love for reading. Yes, Montana's library is beautiful, but you can also, like, can you hear in Montana's voice? She's passionate. She's excited. When teachers are passionate about books and they share them with their students or they get them involved in the jobs or all those things, that builds readers. I used mm-hmm. to have a, a journal in my classroom where they'd have to, like, check out the book right when it was due and, like, that lasted like five minutes. I couldn't keep up with it. I just never, and I just threw that out. Like I was like, you guys don't yep. need to check anything out. I know like after March 13th, I probably lost like a hundred books because they were in the kids' desks. And I'm just like, you know what? They're going to go to homes who can read them. They're going to then give them to others and their other kids reading them. And you know what? Who cares? I can get more. Yep, exactly. Um, and I, when we were ending the school year around March 14th and then I sent all my kids home with books. I was like, I don't care if I don't get them back, take them home, love on them. And if we can get them back, we'll figure it out. Um, and back in June, I had a couple books come back, but just like you said, I don't really, it's fine. I get all my books super cheap or donated anyway. Um, but I was going to say earlier, like another thing that I love to do with my kids throughout the year in my classroom library is anytime we get books donated or like sometimes I'll stash some books to the side and pretend that they're new um, throughout the year and we'll always do like a book raffle with the books so I'll like give a little like synopsis of the book I'll put it out on display on the table and we'll have like a book raffle where kids will um, kind of sign up to be the first one to read the book and then they can pass it on to their friends but I just like love hyping up books and like building this sense of urgency and importance and magic to our books um and that's always super popular with the kids that they love remembering and it's so precious oh that just sounds so fun I want to come visit yeah that just sounds so please do Uh, listening we're having the conversation you don't need a thousand million books I will say if your books are from like 1993 please get some new ones but (laughs) Like you don't need to have the grandest books, all the stuff. You just need to have that love for reading. Okay. Absolutely. Montana, I actually started following her because of her library. I was like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. She loves all the rainbow. And y'all know I love the all the rainbow. (laughs) But what I've really started to love following her for is she has such a great design eye and she is like killing it on the YouTube. Like that will never be me. Like, I try Twitter every summer and I last about five minutes. Like I'm just Instagram only. And then my blog gets dusted off like every six months. Um, but tell us where did you get your design eye and has it evolved since you started? You know, I don't even know where it came from, but I just, I've even since I was little, I've always loved, you know, art and being creative. I've, I've never been like a super talented, like, artist that's like realistic I've always been more into like graphic design um and I can remember even like when I was first given access to a computer I always remember being interested in graphic design and honestly I would spend hours and hours designing like back when I was in middle school designing graphics and layouts for me and my friends on our MySpace accounts and like holler I was to so into it. everybody a holler right to MySpace <laughs> And I like think about it now and I'm like, this like totally like translates over to what I'm doing now with teachers pay teachers and designing just, you know, random things for my classroom. But like I learned those skills back when I was in seventh grade on my MySpace account and I've just always loved it. You know, I love that. I know I learned how to type through um, AIM. Um, Yep. I'm just curious when, how old were you when your family got like your first computer? 
Or like when you were um, born, were there already computers in the home? So I was born in 1994. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but like, I don't remember really using computer. I mean, I used computers throughout elementary school to learn to type and stuff. Right. But I don't remember really having the freedom to use a computer until like middle school. Okay. So like 2006, 2007. Okay, yeah, we got our first computer. Like they became popular in 1993, and I remember that's when we got our first home computer, and it was on our kitchen table, and we all got to like use it in the dial-up modem. And I just yep. it's crazy <laughs> how far the tech world has come. <laughs> right, right. Um, okay, so I want to know. I know you create stickers. Like, do you create wallpaper? Like, where's your YouTube channel going? Like, tell me all the things. Yeah, so I've started, um, well, back in like 2018, I got a iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil because honestly, my best friend, she's super talented and started doing like lettering and stuff digitally. And I was like, I want to do that because I love handwriting and drawing and things like that. So I thought that would be something fun to just do for, you know, pure enjoyment. Um, But then once I started my teacher Instagram and really getting into that and getting passionate about it, I was like, you know, I want my account and my Instagram stories to really stand out from other people. Like, I don't want to be like everybody else. Um, so that's when I started creating Instagram stickers for myself and my stories um, to kind of match my brand. And just like, you know, I love all the rainbow things. So I was like, I'm going to make my own. And because I can't find them anywhere else or like the gift feature on Instagram, like isn't giving me what I want. So I figured, why not take a shot at it? And then um, another one of my good friends was like, you really need to sell these. Like, people would buy this. And I'm like, really? Instagram story stickers? Like, this is so random. Um, but people are loving them. And people are giving me suggestions on, like, different packs to create. And it's just, like, it's really, I love it because it lets me be creative. And it's kind of, like, a little getaway. And people are like, aren't these so much work? And I'm like, honestly, these are so fun for me because it, like, gets my brain away from, like, anything else that's going on. And I'm just designing and creating and it's really fun um so I hope to see eventually that this could maybe go further like maybe I could design logos for people or like maybe I could get better at website design I don't know I just feel like I could take it a little bit further and I even could see myself later on maybe selling t-shirts or stickers and things like that we'll see (laughs) that's so awesome and I love how you're like you know I just like got an an iPad pro and a pencil and it was beautiful like because I tried that (laughs) and it doesn't work out so well like you really do have to have that ability to be able to even write on an iPad I'm like yep mine still looks like not good (laughs) (laughs) I love it okay so Another, I love how every day you post your outfit because I love clothes <laughs> and I want to know, well, A, I want to know where you shop. And then also I want to know, are you doing Instagram, not Instagram sale, the Nordstrom sale? Did you do the Nordstrom sale? And that's, yeah. Tell me all the things. Um, yeah. So I love to shop at when I can like small local boutiques, but like when I, like I said earlier, I'm originally from a small town outside of Raleigh in North Carolina. We have a lot of like local boutiques in that area but when I moved more towards like the northern Virginia DC area there's not as many it's more like bigger businesses um which is fine but you know honestly I buy everything from Target seriously I buy they have really stepped up their game so I've been loving Target lately I also like to buy jeans and jean shorts and things like that from Abercrombie um which I never thought I would shop at again after I left middle school and high school but here I am they have amazing amazing denim um Nordstrom I also love Nordstrom 
they I have not decided if I'm going to do like the Nordstrom sale. My friends have like take to, t- taken a peek at it and they're like, okay, you need to check it out. So I'm probably going to cave. Um, you but do. yeah, I might cover a little bit of that. I'm not sure. We'll see. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Spoiler everyone. We're recording this before it's going to go live in October, but so by the time yeah. <laughs> you're listening to this, she either has or has not shopped the Nordstrom sale. That would be a great question to slide into her DM and be like, Hey, I heard you on confetti moments. Tell me, did you buy those <laughs> adorable hunter leopard rain boots? Because oh my God. <laughs> they're so cute. Okay. Um, so I am not married and I always in not in is not the right word. I always look up to teachers who are married or have kids and also are working because I think about like, how do you do it all? How do you balance a married life, a work life, and also like a personal life for yourself? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, I think one thing that is really helpful and my husband and I are very lucky is we have known each other since we were, mm, 13, 12, 13 years old. Um, So we've known each other for a very long time. But once we finally started dating, and then we got married, like, one thing that's very important to us is our work life. And we're both very passionate about what we do. He works in construction, and he's so great at what he does. And he supports me and what I do. Um, And so we, we love to, you know, cheer each other on and hype each other up. And that's really important for us. But other than that, like, our personal life and our married life, we love just exploring and traveling. And, you know, with COVID, we haven't been able to travel, which has been really hard. Um, but we love listening to live music, going to the movies, trying out new restaurants. So we do our best to make sure that these things are happening as often as possible and that we're not just totally getting caught up in work life because that can be really easy, um, especially since we do two very different things. Like it can be hard for us to talk about those things because, you know, if you're not a teacher, you really can't relate <laughs> to the things that we go through. Um, and same with him. So we just love, I think the best part about our relationship is that we just like are the most supportive and we really are like, we just hype each other up and that's huge for both of us. Now, is he into the Instagram? Cause I don't think I've, you've, I don't think I've ever seen him on your maybe I have I don't remember or is he like to keep more of the private life he is definitely um a little bit more shy than I am when it comes to social media like he has his own Instagram account but he's probably posted like maybe two photos on there (laughs) um so I post him more on like my personal Instagram page but I don't know I mean I really should start introducing him because I think that would be really fun so I I might push him to do that (laughs) (laughs) I love it that'll be funny yes Okay, so something that I'm struggling with is how am I, as a teacher, going to create lifelong readers in this right now virtual world that we're all experiencing? Have you started to kind of think about that? What are you doing for your class this year? And you can also tell me, like, Courtney, I have no clue. Next question. (laughs) You know, this is a tough one because we're all so new at this. And I think what I'm going to do is really just stay true to my philosophy that, like, your kids and your students are going to vibe off of your vibe. So like I'm a firm believer that if I get up in front of my class and I'm high energy and I'm positive that they are going to vibe off of that um, because kids look up to you as your teacher. And so I think if I'm super positive and energetic about reading and I'm constantly, I'm going to do as many read alouds as possible with my kids um, depending on our online platform and how often we can do that. Um, our school or our like district also uses a program called it's an app called Mac and Via mm-hmm. um, and they absolutely love it and they can check out books through there. And um, so I'm going to try and promote that as much as I can. And um, 
I don't know. I think I'm going to also use platforms like Seesaw and Flipgrid. Um, I use Flipgrid a little bit in the spring where it's basically where kids can record a video of themselves talking and they can add like fun text and hats and like props and things to their videos. It's awesome. Um, and I think that'll be a great platform for them to recommend books to each other because honestly, they know the apps and stuff better than I do sometimes. Um, so, you know, building that classroom community and those relations, relationships is really going to help when it comes to, you know, creating those lifelong readers when you're virtually. Awesome. And side note, everyone, I just sent Montana the link to the Hunter boots that are the leopard print because she needs to get them. <laughs> Oh but I was, I, need to go look at them. I was listening to what you were saying. I and, believe you. <laughs> um, what I'm interested because I have a very different opinion than my kids do. What is like your go? So if you're reading a chapter book, what is your go-to genre? Um, Like my personal preference or yes. for like kids? No, your personal preference. I, I really love like realistic fiction stories yeah um, I just like to be able to relate more whereas like a lot of my friends and a lot of my students actually they they love like those fantasy um, sci-fi books and it's like never been my thing it's so funny kids will ask me about books sometimes and I'm gonna be and I'm just honest with them I'm like you know what I haven't read that but I want you to tell me all about it <laughs> you and I are kindred spirits literally I like I just don't jive with those and I feel so badly because my kids love them they even tried to get me to read one during quarantine and I just lasted like two chapters and I was like I just can't <laughs> do this exactly and that's okay yes <laughs> that's funny okay um what is and I feel like you kind of already answered this but if you want to add anything I'm like what is your teaching style if somebody asked you like who are you as a teacher what would you say I love this question um, because I just like feel like sometimes teachers can be like scared of being themselves and like my kids know that like I am super silly and they always they honestly make fun of me sometimes because I make jokes and like my co-teacher will laugh when none of the kids are laughing I'm like guys that's really funny and they're like don't find me very funny sometimes and like that's one part I love about teaching older kids because they can like they just you really start to see their personalities and you can build this like banter with them um but yeah I, I'm pretty relaxed but I also love to be like high energy and silly I'm not super formal and I always tell my admin that and I'm like just warning you like <laughs> this is what's happening today um but I think that's what part that's like how I build relationships with kids is that I'm I just try to be myself as much as possible that's such great advice like for all teachers out there just be who you are because that's what the world needs to see Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have a few quick questions for you. I ask all my guests these, and they don't have to have any explanation. You can just give me an answer. I might have a follow-up question because I geek out on, like, the first two questions. So yeah. here we go. What is your all-time favorite picture book that gave you a confetti moment? Um, Henry's Freedom Box will always be one of my favorites. Oh, that is a good one. That is a great one. What is a picture book you cannot wait to come out? I Am One by Susan Verde, I think. I don't know when it's coming out, but I know it's coming out soon. I think it's, I think it's August because I was just looking at it yesterday. I think it's coming out super soon. Yay. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I love shouting out other teachers. So who is a teacher in your life that has changed your life as a teacher or as a person? Um, definitely my fourth grade teacher. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a fourth grade teacher. She was seriously the best. Miss Almeida. I'll never forget her. She was amazing. Oh, I love that. Okay. What is your favorite color in the rainbow? Okay. You know, what I love 
pastel rainbow. So does this count pastel rainbow or like primary rainbow? You can do whatever you want. I'll let you interpret the question. <laughs> okay, my favorite color is hands down turquoise. Oh, interesting. I was going to go with, I I either thought purple or pink, but turquoise. Yeah, pink is definitely a close one. It's great. I know. I love the pastel rainbow too. It's awesome. At Target, yes. they have these um, plates. They're like, probably they're like dessert plates and they're the pastel rainbow stripe. And I like <laughs> have way too many of them. Um, what it. is your favorite food? Mac and cheese, hands down, any pasta. Oh, so, so, so good. Well, the last question, which is really important because I want others to get to meet you and learn from you. Where can my Confetti Moments listeners find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Teaching and Uplifting. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, all the places. <laughs> yes. And y'all, her YouTube channel is so good. You need to go check it out. It's so fun. Montana has been like my target. I watch, I'm like, okay, what do I need to get from Target? I watch Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Montana's videos. So, all right, Montana, thank you so much for coming on the Confetti Moments podcast. It was a pleasure to get to talk with you and have a great rest of your school year. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Confetti Moments podcast. I hope each story or tip you heard today brings the love of reading into your heart. Take this confetti and sprinkle it all over the children in your classroom or home. See you back here next Monday to open the magic.